Good evening, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Card Authority. Wow, what a year we've had and uh, what a hell of a lot of support we've had from everyone in the card community. We thought a good opportunity to get another show in before the year sort of wraps up and everyone starts to go a little bit into holiday mode. Um, I think it's as good a time as ever, as always, to bring in, or oh, just checking my sound here, to bring in my co-host. Some would argue AJ1, some would argue AJ2. I would just argue that it's AJ. Welcome to the show, buddy. Uh, thank you, thank you. I feel like I have been confirmed with the adopted name of AJ2 at this point. Um, mm, mm. AJ's fine, but I'll take AJ2. We'll let you be number one. You gotta be well, number you gotta be number one at something, and it certainly ain't busting packets open. So Ooh, all right, settle down. Just because you had a couple of good weeks in the sun. But look, we'll we'll talk about some breaks a little bit later. But uh yeah, I know you've been a little bit distracted the last couple of weeks. Um obviously, as always, guys, and the the comments and the questions are already coming through. Thank you. So, guys, obviously throughout the show, um, make sure you are or oh, Mario. Is he Mario or Luigi? Brody, I saw that picture earlier tonight. I can't I, I kind of feel like I have to be Mario. He's, Lu he's Luigi'd me. Uh, he has. Yeah, yeah, I feel like. G'day, Paul. How you going? Lucas, how are you, mate? Sammy Strong, mate, just uh, just saw before you uh, had a fantastic hit and a break before with one of your own PC cards. Well done. Uh, yes, definitely Luigi, Bodie. You're absolutely right. Thank you, mate. Blake, how are you, buddy? Uh, we'll be talking about you a little bit later on. Fantastic work you're doing at the moment with Cherry and raising money for um, for kids for Christmas. We're going to touch on that a little bit later. So uh, great to have you on board. Aaron, Wayne, gee, there's, there's people coming through. Anyway, anyway look, guys, um, yeah, obviously it's been a fantastic journey we've gone through with Card Authority um, and being able to share this journey of the card community over the last few months. I guess I would probably be classed as almost in the new batch of collectors, whereas AJ2 or Luigi um, definitely is a more experienced and sophisticated uh, collector. I'm still, I'm still new compared to most of, of the guys and a lot of people even on the stream right now. I'm still pretty new to it too. So, Yeah, oh, look, there's, uh, there's definitely um, there's some guys that have been in this game for a long time who we heavily, heavily respect and... Um, Things keep popping up, but we will definitely look to get some of those guys on to share their huge wealth of information about all sorts of things. I must excuse the flashing lights going on here. I do have the cricket on. I am a bit of a cricket buff, so I'll, I've turned the sound off, but we'll, uh, we'll try not to look at that too much during the day. But um, look, mate, let's get straight into business. Um, first of all, how's your week been? Have you been busy? Have you, uh, you still you know neck deep into cards as always? Yeah, so uh, busy week as always. It's uh, it never stops, and uh, certainly well embedded in the card world. Obviously, we've, we've uh, on the RGB side, and I don't want to give it much airtime, but we've obviously launched that breaks thing that's going on at the moment in the breaks page, and that's been going a bit nuts the last couple of weeks. Um, really good vibes, uh, which is our community page for anyone that's not a part of it. Feel free to jump on there. Is just uh, like an amazing place, like. What an amazing, amazing like community and a real great sense of community. And, you know, that's where we obviously get a lot of the sentiment and a lot of the opinions and where you and I form a lot of our perspective, I suppose, is generated by what happens on the social media pages. So between that and everything else that's going on, a myriad of other Facebook pages and the eBay community and the, you know, Oscar Trader Forum and everything else, it's just been 
everything is just it's going like trading card wise the, the the industry the hobby the marketplace it's all just it's full steam ahead it's just all moving and i feel like even the last couple of weeks i'm not just talking about afl here but more so in the nba world the nfa world nfl world <laughs> pokemon and the gaming cards it's just there was a little bit of a lull for a few weeks there and now it's yep. just started going nuts again like and not just yep. prices but the interest and the new entry and new participants and people coming in and the same with footy cards. Brilliance is interesting. Brilliance has reached an audience that the other releases have never reached, including Supremacy. So that's been interesting. But yeah, what about you? How's your uh, How's your week been? Obviously, uh, seen, you, seen you a couple of nights up until late with me, but uh, during the days, yeah. we're both off, off doing our own things. So yeah, look, obviously we're we're both pretty busy in our real worlds, but um, yeah, it's been good. It's been really, it's been a fun couple of weeks. Obviously, as you mentioned, we've been spending a bit of time together on camera doing a few other things and. Um, I'm a bit of a cricket buff and obviously my real job is on my real, my real life is a lot with sports. So, um, yeah, been very busy since Big Bash started and, uh, it's been great. It's been great. Um, but you know, just to touch on what you sort of said about the sentiment overall, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, the sentiment from not only good vibes, but in a lot of the communities, I think a, an absolute, by accident, Brilliance has absolutely amplified that. And, um, you know, we've touched on it briefly, but the, the unboxing videos were fantastic. They were absolutely sensational. And watching people's excitement of other people opening their boxes and the suspense and the anticipation of their boxes arriving was, uh, was fantastic. Um, and whether that was planned by Select or it was just a, an accident, as I said, it's been absolutely brilliant. And I guess that's now flowed on probably over the last couple of weeks where people have been able to get, because you're only really chasing two cards or sometimes three cards to get yeah. your set for your team, yeah. all these people that are posting the pictures of their sets, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. It's really nice. There, there seems to be a lot of the stock open. Sorry, excuse me. <coughs> Uh, a lot of the stock ha does seem to be in open now and a lot of people seem to have been getting their cards. Yeah. So that's not only a great result for the community, a great result for collectors, and I think deep down Select would be absolutely thrilled with that too because they put a lot of things in place to make sure um, the cards were going in the hands of collectors. And yeah. look, we, we, we've talked about all this over the last couple of weeks that um, some have worked well, some have not worked so well, but I think overridingly, a lot of people have got cards and a lot of people have ended up with PC cards, which is the aim of the game. Probably a lot more definitely than I had expected from the outset. Um, yeah, I, going back to what you said, I think the tone was set really early with the way they announced the product and that whole preview thing and, and everything that happened with um, with Lingle Martin. And I thought that was not only yep. very smart by Select, but it almost was signalling that, there is a new era and we are yep. in we're in a new time and 2020 has been such a significant year on so many levels um but with respect to trading cards the game has really changed in 2020 and i think we start to probably see the full effect of that in 2021 2022 but i am still of the mindset that this is all early days for this big cyclical boom that we are in at the moment and will continue to go through we were in a boom before Corona hit. It really magnified and intensified it all and, and whatnot. And I feel like 
with the way that Select announced it and the whole process involved, I thought that was a signal that they'd really started to embrace technology and more modern marketing and content and what people expect to see. But I think it also set a really high expectation for then what the physical release would actually be in hand. And I think that was really delivered in spades. And especially at the price point, at that $150 price point, it was absolutely affordable to to anyone who really wanted it, albeit it was only one card, so it was non-traditional format, it was still attainable and affordable, and the set wasn't huge, which meant you could do your team. Obviously, for people like you, it's very expensive with uh, with Dusty, but I, I don't, I just, I, I can't, there's not much I can fault, to be honest, like, I'm, and usually, you know, I'm the one that, I'll call it how I see it, it's a win, like, it ticks so many boxes, and to be honest, it, it, it puts steam into the hobby and into the market again right when it needed it and right when things were starting to fall off a little bit and, and we could have fallen in, into that, that, you know, that momentum trap of, of things being really stagnant or dropping all the way up until sort of March, you know, when, and when the season starts to kick off again. So I, I think from every perspective, whether you're a, a collector um, or you're someone just looking in, or you're just wanting to get involved, or you you were a collector that had bailed for a bit, or you're an investor, yep. whatever it may be. I just I don't know. I just think it's a really great release that did some really good things. And look, there's certainly maybe some issues with some of uh, some collation sort of stuff, which is with every single release, um, and maybe some player selection that people don't quite like. But again, yep. player selection is subjective as well. Different people like different things. So all in all. Like what? What a way to top off this year! Like honestly, with that release. So credit credit where credit is due. To be honest, yeah. Yeah. Look, I guess a couple of things. I probably you know, I don't know if it's good or bad thing, but let's talk price point for a second. Do you think one hundred and fifty dollars was perfect, or it probably should have been a little bit more expensive? I kind of feel like there is never going to be another release that it doesn't matter what card you pull, you basically can't lose on the box. Again, I don't proclaim to be a long-term expert in this sort of stuff, but that seems like an absolute, and again, I use this word accident again, but has that been a lucky coincidence or accident for Select? Because, I mean, how often do you open a box of any cards and you're almost guaranteed to break even or make money? Look, I think the trend line, the trend line certainly over the last 18 months, two years with domestic product like Select AFL, has followed that international trend where th there is the ability to hit really high value cards. I suppose the big difference between the AFL product is because of the way people collect in terms of team collecting or set subset collecting or master set collecting, it means that the cards at a broad level, a lot more cards, a higher volume of cards hold an, a value to them. So there's a lot more $5 cards, $10 cards, $20 cards, $30 cards, and not as many $1 cards as you would find in like other international sport product. So as, yep. a, as a result, I think Select and other manufacturers have been really smart about that, where they've started to, to look at the reason as to what, what is the underlying factor that gives a card value or value over time. And, you know, we, we've talked about it before. It's the finite aspect of it. It's the fact that it's limited. So if a card is numbered, or limited in circulation, 
that always then brings supply and demand in as the as the key market forces. So I think Select has been smart by creating a lot of product with really well thought out numbering and numbering in two different ways, numbering to low numbers like your 40 sets and things like that, which are going to retain a really high value, but also then pushing numbers out to 295 or whatever, 350, all those sorts of things, which counteracts it and balances it a bit. So I think the trend line's been going up that with the value of cards increasing, we would see the product become more more valuable at a sealed level because your chances of getting good good extraction of funds out of what's in there would be much more likely. You couple that with the boom and the way singles are going up in value because the demand increase is so significant you know, you'd be smart with your ratios and your numbering and everything. You couple those two things together and it's an absolute recipe for success for the people who are purchasing the product at a sealed level. So, you know, in this instance, as much as, you know, we'll complain about certain things as collectors, collectors are actually the big winners because we can buy a sealed product that's either going to present us the cards we want or a value greater than what we paid for it to acquire the cards that we want. So... I can see as Aaron Capitan just said, Prestige was the same. Oh, look, to be honest, Prestige, everything's been the same on a case-by-case basis. The difference with this product is that it's a single card in a box and you bought on a box basis. So you could buy, you could go buy four boxes of dominance and end up hitting two blanks and two metal cards and you're not going to see your money back on that box. But if you bought a whole case of dominance, you are guaranteed, even in your worst case scenario, you would get the recommended retail price of that case back on the secondary market. Same with with Prestige and same with Supremacy. And I think Supremacy was the first series that I really saw it happen and that it properly happened in AFL where a $500 box could not produce any less than like eight, seven or $800 worth of cards at the time. And now that's like equates to thousands of dollars now. So yeah, it's, I think this should be the trend that's here hopefully to stay for a while because I think if the prices start to go up significantly, it then begins to price elements of the market out and segments of the market out, and that's not what we want to see. But we would want to see some sort of counterbalance in place from the manufacturers as well where where they, they would be looking at those data points, weighing it up and saying, okay, well, it's not practical for us to sell this product at 150 because we're going to overheat the market here. But if we stepped it up to 175, people can still afford it, and we don't we don't risk overcooking the market. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess look, the other thing, and look, Cade's just mentioned saying, oh, I don't know if this will all fit on screen. Um, yeah, we look, we talked about damage the other week. There was a obviously some known damage to a lot of the cards. And, um, you know, I've sent a couple of cards back into Select and um, a couple of them have come back completely fine and a couple need to be replaced. Um, I think that's probably one thing that um, they could look at in the future. And I know I, I talked about this on a, at a thread somewhere on one of the groups today that now with the Brownlow signatures, they're sending them back with a, a plastic slip. So it's actually protecting the the signature when it gets sent back in a hard case. Maybe that is something they could look at if they do a future release like this or even Supremacy or something like that, where traditionally none of us like having sleeves in one touches 
or card safes or whatever you want to call them. But moving forward, maybe they will slip them. So then the whole removing the void sticker and all that kind of stuff isn't so prevalent and it gives them an extra layer of protection. Um, I think, Cade, look, if you haven't reached out to Select, make sure you shoot them an email. Um, they're being very reasonable about it. If you're, if you bought a box and you open it and the card isn't right, um, let them know. Let them do their thing. They're um, they're pretty responsible like that. Um, but again, every situation is different, so I certainly can't speak for Select. Um, yeah, but here, here, sorry, here's the thing though. We do know from experience. I remember last year. Sorry, before your time, buddy. Um, mm. I remember last year that uh, there was issues when the Brownlow predictor redemptions were coming back in. And they were yep. coming. In, they were coming in booklet one touches. Signatures had been smudged in transit because it must be the the surface of the the one touch was smudging it off. So they were yep. damaged by the time they arrived. So as a result of that, Select changed their process moving forward, and they slipped the side the the signature yep. side of booklets um, when they went into one touches. But they also did replace all the those ones from last year for the people that did have the damaged smudge ones too. So um, I, I dare say. Feedback is being received, and whether it's talking about it on a podcast, posting it on a social media post, on Ozcard Trader, whatever it may be, the feedback one way or another is absolutely being received, and it's up to us as members of the community to hold these companies to account. Um, and, and that's why it's so important that we all give our feedback. We have to be reasonable in, in what our expectations are, but sure. giving, giving feedback is only going to result in us all getting a better product at the end of the day. And that's a, it's such an important thing. And it's important that it's really constructive and everything. So I think what you've just mentioned there, sleeving, you know, maybe if they decide to do brilliance again or a similar type of product, they could sleeve it in inside the one touch or send it sleeved and top loaded perhaps with a one touch in the other part of the box. I don't know, what, 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 yep. whatever it is. But I think they certainly acknowledged very quickly that there was an issue with how these things were moving in transit and as a result there was either damage to the case or perceived damage to the case or damage to the card and cre again credit to them they're, they're remedying the situation i'm, I'm impressed i'm impressed yeah. and I, I you know what i'm impressed but i expect it and it's what we we should expect as the consumers of that product yeah. we, we should expect it so and it's great good on them yeah and and that's the thing i think you touched on something good about feedback that Certainly, you know, my understanding through social channels and also through email when I've had to reach out to select about some of my cards is that just be courteous and tell them what's going on. You know, we're, we're all real people. Don't be a dick about it. That's the that's the main thing I can recommend everyone to do. Yeah. Anyway, but look, overall, I think it's been good. A couple of little things. Um, I think they it's a learning. As Bodhi said, everyone's learning. And I think as we continue to... Um, be in a marketplace that is maturing and different types of products are coming out, I think we're going to see different things. And yeah. I mean, we don't we don't want to get to a situation where all these good cards, whether they're signatures or patches or whatever it might be, that everything's a redemption card. I mean, that would be horrible. You know, we, yeah. we want to be able to receive and open cards that are, uh, are awesome straight off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. So um, someone actually posted something before about, as I stand, a question of how much... Bruins has been open. Oh, here we go, Robert Jack. Um, yeah, there's this fantastic list that's going around, a few of the groups. Forgive me, I can't remember the person's name that has collated it. But um, we'll, maybe we'll try to get it up on Good Vibes or Card Authority later today or later tonight, where they've gone and taken a photograph of every single Bruins card that they've come across in all the groups and on eBay and collated it in a big list. 
I think from memory last week, um, he was up to about 900 and something cards out of 2,100, which is a fantastic effort. And there would be, you've got to account for the stuff that's not on there that hasn't been on the, on the radar. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot yeah, more than what right. I originally thought has been opened. And there's a few other indicators that show that too. But, yeah, go, go ahead, continue, please. Yeah, and, and I think, as always, we always kind of um, have a, try to have a guess about how much stock hasn't been opened. Honestly, out of the 2,100 cases, I would say 200, maybe 250, somewhere in that ballpark. And I think that would be on the high side. I don't know if you've got a different opinion from your data. But from what I'm tracking, if it's much more than 10%, I'd be pretty surprised. You're saying 10% unopened, yeah? Unopened, yeah, unopened yeah, out of 2,100. I'm thinking, yeah, about around probably 10 to 15%. Um, okay. Key indicators for me are a couple of things is, one, obviously, that Google Doc, and again, forgive me because I can't remember who, who, uh, who put it together, but it's very, very good, that tracking document. Uh, that coupled with the ever drying up stock that's available on the secondary market, like, you know, the eBay stuff, there ain't much there. Uh, yesterday when I was looking at it, there was 86 current active listings. Uh, someone just mentioned to me before that it was, I think, around 111 a couple of hours ago. So it, it must have gone up a little bit, but that is a very, very low volume of cards in terms of market depth. It's a very small amount. Um, in, the completed, in the completed side, it was close to 600 units. Um, so looking at that in, as a broad spectrum barometer, most product has been opened. The unopened product is mostly probably sitting across all the various breakers and some people that are, are sitting on that sealed stock, other people sitting on the sealed stock yep. for a while. I think 10 to 15%, and I think that 10 to 15% is going to only trickle out very, very slowly now. I think they're we well and truly have hit the bottom of the market with most, if not every card in the series. And I think all of a sudden a whole bunch of people realise that after they completed their two or three card set for their team and how good the quality of the cards are, they're actually going after the full set or at least the full set of the, the legends of the... Of the, the yeah, yeah, I was going to talk about that. It was funny, the first couple of weeks, well, first week, it seemed like no one wanted a bar of the Legends cards, that they were kind of like, they get a Legend card and they'd be like, eh, you know, it's not the one I want. But I reckon in the last week I can name, well, I won't name, but at least five people that have told me that they've collected that subset, which is the Legends card, yeah. which is a, a fantastic effort. Um, but good on them. Like I think there's certain elements of uh, our community that really love those cards and that's that's fantastic Mate, it's it's very impressive and uh i'm sure the people that are doing it know very very well that not only is it an amazing looking set and it'll be sit great within a collection but that uh is, is a fantastic investment first yep. of its kind first of a new series all absolute proven legends of the game it's it's, it speaks for itself. Anyone that's been in the hobby for a long time, and I suspect a lot of the people who are now master setting this series or doing more than just their team set are a lot of the guys who have been around for a long time. They they know in the long term what, what this is, what, what everyone's sitting on right here, just like they knew about what supremacy was when supremacy came out the first time too. That's, yep, good that's, call, that's good call. Uh, thank you, Danny. We love you too. Uh, Danny, one of the... 
uh, one of the longer members of the community um, has put up some fantastic posts on a few of the groups recently. So, Danny, keep up the great work. You're creating some great conversation. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you too, Cherry. We will talk about you guys. And, yes, Tango and Cash will continue on in 2021. We've, uh, we've got our new contracts. So I've locked AJ2 down. So they're going to cost me 40 Bulldog cards, and that will keep him online. Um, so, look, heaps of comments coming through, guys. Please keep them going on. There was um, a question about the supremacy rumour. We saw kicking around the last couple of days. I mean, we know as much as you guys. Um, I mean, it's great. I love having these conversations. It's so fantastic to speculate about this stuff. Um I don't know anything more. Janks, do you know anything about it at all? Well, you know, it's been getting said since late last year, and it was said pretty clearly that supremacy would be coming back in 2021. Oh, it'll, um, it'll definitely come back. Sure, it's a no problem. That's always the conversation. Um, historically, we see selectors always done back like two of, at least two of a series. So it would make sense yeah. that, you know, that yes, supremacy is there, and you would think it's going to be supremacy. The, se- the second edition, like Dominance, was the second edition. Yeah. Um, winning formula. Credit to those involved in creating the product. They deserve it. Yeah. The, the, the guys involved in thinking it up, creating it, they deserve absolute credit for, yeah. for creating an incredible product and launching an incredible product into the market at the time. Absolutely. And what, and what do you think about the, the rumours that were floating around today? I can't even remember who it was, but that someone had signed a card and it was a quad coaches. I mean, I, I, I read it like everyone else. I mean, it's good. It's good debate, but I guess we're going to have to wait eight like or ten months. Source was good. It said it came straight from the, the player, yeah. um, or a former player that signed. So, yeah. good luck. we go with that. Look, I'll I, be honest with you. I really don't care. I'm excited. <laughs> Come out. I want to see who the St Kilda players are. I want to see what monsters are in this series. And I yep. just want it. And I want it in my collection. And I want to, I don't know, I'm going to need a lot more cabinets. But I was going to say, okay. I'm, going to those, but I'm going to need a lot more. And I'm excited. It's, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> Bring it on. And look, you know, whether they do three or four releases or whatever next year, yeah, I, Supremacy, you'd think is going to be the end of it. I can't wait. I can't wait. But, I mean, I can't wait for footy stars either now, which I didn't think I'd ever sort of say before. But, I mean, yeah, I just can't wait to rip some more packets again. Uh, just, sorry, remind me, were you around for the beginning of the release of footy stars this year? You came in up just like towards the end of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like a month a month or so before Prestige is when I sort of properly sank my teeth into it. Hey, all right. I'm going to teach you a thing or two next year. I, I'm i going to proclaim myself the... Uh, the starter pack king, all right? And there's a, oh. bunch, there's a bunch of people in the hobby that know that for the last couple of years, people I chat with, that I'm like all about those value packs, which is where you get the starter pack burst in them. I'm all about getting them early and that's how you get sets done. So for footy stars, I actually master set footy stars outside of the Brownlow predictors for my kids. And then we separately have, have the St Kilda set, but because it's at a, a, a $3 a pack and it's an accessible series to be able to do it with your kids. Um, and be able to get the full set. So I'm, I've always been the last couple of years, yeah, about the value packs because you get your three packets, which equates to $9, but then you're paying $1 extra for the starter pack, right? But the, start, yep. the starter pack bursts aren't numbered, but they're actually very limited in number. 
they're effectively like a galactic to be honest they're like a, i'm pretty sure their numbering is slightly higher than what the galactic is if they were to be numbered just based on the production so there's actually like really good value in it both trade and sale value you can recoup half the packet as well and so i literally when the like the week the first couple of days of release i do the missions like i drive around to the afl store and i try and buy whatever they have and I drive around to like, I call news agencies to see who's got starter packs. Does their specialty orders, they only stock them in really specific places. And uh, right. yeah, I, I've done missions. Like people know, I went to Chadston this series, Chadston Shopping Centre, the AFL store had heaps, like heaps. They had like racks and racks and racks of them. I'm sorry about sidetracking this story, but I went in yeah. there. People know I went in at like four o'clock in the afternoon and I sent a few boys a photo of me carrying the AFL store bags with like, 40 starter packets in them, wow. like literally. So that's 40 times three, you know, 120 packets there, 40 starters. It was a good whack. I took them home. I busted it open. I didn't hit a showstopper. It's like hours later. It was closing at 9 p.m. that night. It was like at 7 o'clock. I sent him a message. I'm like, I'm going. I'm doing it. I have to go back. I feel sick. I can't, like, think <laughs> in my right mind. I just bought 40 starter packets, cleaned out like half a rack, and I didn't even get the case hit out of it, or the one in two case hit. I went back, and I just went back, and I was like, and they're like, you're back? And I was like, I need them all. They looked at me, and they're like, what? I said, has anyone else come in here, like, since I've been gone and bought any more? And she looks at me, she goes, yeah, a guy came in with his wife before, and he wanted to buy heaps, and she wouldn't let him, but he bought six of them. I was like, I, I just give them all to me. I want all of them. I want all of them. <laughs> I was like, are you, are you serious? I was like, I want them all. And they're like, why? What's going on? And I'm like, I just need them all. Just give them all to me. And I went home and I took them back and I busted them all open. Bang, hit the Jaden Stevenson showstopper. Nice. Well, well, pre-warning to everyone at Chadson and, and <laughs> nice as always. And nice as always, you just turned my question into a story about yourself, which uh, yeah. is always pretty consistent with you, AJ, too. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, footy stars, looking forward to it. should be exciting. Uh, a couple of questions coming through. Someone asked about a signature buyback thing, which I can't see. Nothing on my radar about that. I haven't heard anything. Not sure if you have. Um, all the stuff about the releases, guys, honestly, we um we don't know anything. We're, uh, we're just speculate, speculators just like you guys are. Um, always a fun conversation. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, we don't know anything more than you guys do. Um, we talked very briefly about the plastic. So, obviously, I got an order last week. Uh, I must have been one of the first ones to order very early on. Um, and I saw today you posted something on one of the – maybe it was Good Vibes um, – that you really – you got some of your stock. Um, probably a good opportunity to show a few of the punters what it actually is. I'm, I can speak firsthand. I, I had a play with one of the card safes the other night, which is the one touches you call for Ultra Pro. I love them. And again, we're not paid by select or influenced any way, but they feel really smooth. They feel really good. I don't know if you've got any in front of you, but I do. Um, I do. And I'm going to show the difference. I've got the stuff that you, you brought over last night or two nights ago, um, yep. which is awesome. And as you said, I just got my dispatch at like 7 p.m. or just uh, or 7 something p.m. Yeah, I think I they're trying started. to get them out before Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Like stoked with that. I think that's a really great result. If they arrive, I think that's a really good result. I wasn't you know, in this day and age, you don't actually expect it with the transit times. Anyway, so I've got a yep. few bits and pieces here. I can definitely uh, show them. I might actually flip the camera view around. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, let's go. Oh, turn them, turn them around yeah, so people can see. All right, so okay, and Bodie, I saw you asked a question before where you've been about the uh, taking off the void sticker, and I have done it with a couple of cards, and I'm just going to be honest, I'm not telling people to do this, I'm not telling you to do it, but I decided to inspect my own cards uh, prior to like wanting to send them off, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to do it myself. I checked them myself and realized the cards were perfect and it was all in the cat it was all the one touches i gave them yeah. a little, i gave literally gave my cards a wipe with um uh uh, uh, uh glasses cloth one of those little like synthetic cloths yeah, don't, use chemicals. don't use chemicals yeah, everyone, don't use chemicals everyone don't and it, was, and it was perfect but uh bodie i'm going to take one for the team right now as well because I've, I've got a 180 point card safe and then i've obviously got a sealed a sealed yeah. ball up here as well i'm going to crack it open for you guys and I'm gonna, um, just 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 before you just before you crack it open, one of the things I really liked about the card safes is that they're color coded. You know, when you go and buy the the other yeah, mobs, yeah. Ultra Pros, you don't know whether you're buying a 35 or a 55 or whatever. When you look at them on the shelf, they all look the same. the The color coding is awesome. Yeah, good call. Good call. Just especially for me that has no idea about that kind of stuff. Yeah, unless you're colorblind, where it doesn't really help you, but yeah. Well, I, I, uh, I agree. Now, definitely, uh, definitely a good, good call. Um, yeah. So I've also got some. You've got, you know, I've got a packet of one touch bags here. One touch, uh, sorry, one touch card safe bags, uh, team bags, and a packet of sleeves. So yep. at first glance, and my first assessment is, the card safe is not ultra pro. It's definitely its own product, and there's a couple of things that are, are showing me that. To me, though, without even opening the packets, I think the team bags and the the um, card safe slash one touch bags are probably Ultra Pro or from the identical production of Ultra Pro. And Same factory, probably. Yeah, for sure. And that's been and that's just been rebadged. We'll call it. And the sleeves look. Sleeves are hard to tell. I can't tell the difference at the moment between really BCW Ultra Pro, the traders, or, or any of them, but. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're probably like the Ultra Pro. Now, so there's the 180. I'll crack it open. The big difference between these I'm noticing, I feel like I feel like it's closer to a BCW product than it is to an Ultra Pro product. First, yep. give, first giveaway is the frosted aspect of it. So Yeah, it's smooth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. It's smooth. Whereas, um, I don't know if you guys can see, but you can notice on your own ones if you want to look at your own. But the Ultra Pro one, which currently has the ball dock in it, they they are frosted around the borders, whereas this select one is just clear. It's got no frosting on it. So that's, yeah, that's some, that's some terrible camera work you're doing there, Jenks. But I'll try, I'll try my hardest. It's not my fault. Card armor, yeah, good on it. Product seems pretty good so so far. All right, yep. so Bodie, this is here we go. I'm gonna crack this open. I'll try not to destroy it. Don't cut your finger either, please, because there's no insurance at Card Authority. Ah. Oh. That's all good. All right, there she is. He is. Yeah. What a card, mate! It's, it's out of the. It's a whole. It's a whole different ball game when you take him out. Whole yep. different ball game when you take him out. Right, put it away. It makes me, it makes me feel nervous at not being in a case. Get it in there. Get it in there. Yeah. In she goes. What straight in? Yeah, put the wrong, oh, cut, the wrong, the wrong cover. on you, yeah. goose. The wrong cover. Yeah, you lost is. the cover, haven't you? Yeah, it, was, it was 
it's so clear I couldn't even see it. And if I couldn't see it, you guys probably couldn't either. I can, I can see how clear it is from here. Yeah, it's like, good. Let me just get one of my bags. So really important, guys, in your collection. It took Adam Janke about uh, six months to realize and about 51 touches deep that you, in fact, have to protect them because if you stack... They scratch, they yeah. Scratch and I literally ended up with a whole a whole just bunch of scratched, like tens of scratched one touches. If my memory serves me correctly, at that point in time, I just ended up... I gave them to Tom Bruin so he could store some of his basketball cards in. Funnily enough, from Bruin, from just down the road. All right, there it is. Yep, texture, everything feels, it all feels like the bag is uh, is a select type, is a uh, Ultra Pro bag. Awesome. There you go. Yeah, so guys, look, obviously, um, as I said, this is not an ad or a paid plug or anything. We're obviously just guys that obviously store a lot of cards ourselves. Um, but go and check them out. Select have got them now. As you'll see, they're, they're shipping stuff out before Christmas. There's heaps of people, and not only the AFL, NBA, everyone that wants this stuff. Go on, turn the camera up now, mate. Um, yeah, yeah ma make sure you go and check them out. They're on the website. Really well-priced. But um, anyway, not a plug. Just, uh, again, if anyone else has pro products that they want us to talk about, give us a yell. We're more than happy to promote good things on Card Authority, which is a benefit to the collector. That's what it should be about. Happy to look at any product, but it's at your own risk. If we, if we think it's no good, everyone's going to be told it's no good. And if it's oh, right, we're, we're straight shooters. Um, so talking about something that might go either way, um, the rookie cards. They released the rookie cards for the top 10 draft picks this oh, the week. Draft set, the top 10 draft set. Yeah. yeah, they're effectively like a highlight kind of setup. As always, the favorite term, cash grab, was thrown around. Um, what did you think of the set? Do you think it was needed? Was the, I felt personally the timing was off. I reckon they could have waited until next year. Do people really care about the top 10 draft pick now? Um, I'm not a fan of that set. It's, okay. It doesn't sit on my radar because St Kilda doesn't have anyone in the top 10 draft picks. Two things though. One, it doesn't sit in my collecting radar. However, there are other cards and sets that I do buy off select highlights and things like that. That uh, Look, generally I'll buy non-St Kilda cards primarily just for trades. So I'll, I'll yep. acquire cards for trades. There's a bunch of the certain highlights, which everyone knows, like your Dusties, Dangerfield, Adlet, things like that in the finals that I ordered, you know, between three and five of. Um, yep. The St. Kilda ones, I actually ordered 10 of each of the St. Kilda ones. And I only do that because I'm going to increase my chances of trying to hit a low number and then also have have something to trade with as well. Um, yep. And look, the same applies for other, other things as well, like other certain sets as well. I didn't. Go. I didn't buy the Richmond Gold set because I just to me I didn't actually see the perceived value in it. I don't buy most of the highlight cards because I don't see the value in most of them and they just don't appeal to me. And the drafts, the draft set, uh, it's, it doesn't do it for me. Like to me, it's a or you know made to order, digitally printed, digitally produced set of cards that it doesn't, to me, it doesn't stack up against the other product that they release, you know. Um, and the, yeah, same, the same, yeah. same could be said about highlights as well. That it, It's, you know, it, it's a glorified piece of cardboard really, but from a quality perspective and what goes into it, it's it's not the same level. But, you know, again, horses for courses. It's, uh, it's, it's, not, it's, yeah. not, for me. it's not for me. 
Yeah, and look, you know, I full disclosure, I bought the full set. I um, and as Bodie said, the whole set has value, and and that's probably the way I bought thought about it. I'm like, look, I've been buying highlights and stuff this year, and I thought I'll put one away. If one of these guys becomes a superstar, um, you know, I've got the set, whatever. I'm happy to put it away in a drawer. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought the timing was a bit off, but um, probably needs to be done. And as you've told me, that this has been done before, so it wasn't a new thing they did. Um, the one thing that did bug me, oh, this bugged me. So as someone said in one of the comments, there's like a circus tent kind of thing behind them mm. with the colours, all right? One of them, I think the Gold Coast player, yeah. it wasn't aligned in the middle. And I know that's just my OCD perhaps a little bit, but the other nine, they were smack bang in the middle and then this one Gold Coast one was not in the middle. So maybe that might have just been a proof that they put up that wasn't aligned, but... Gee, I hope they fix that because, uh, yeah, that that felt a bit funny. But anyway. Sorry, sorry I'm looking up to the side here because I'm just trying to find a text message I got from a friend a few days ago. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is really interesting. And you know what? This is as transparent as it gets, and I'm just going to, you know, I'm trying to be as transparent as possible as everyone knows I like to be. And sure. so, so I've got a I've got a friend, and I bumped into him. My kids were playing in a park a few weeks ago after school. His children go to the same school. They ended up at the same park afterwards. There was us two, and basically all the mothers of all the other children. So him and I were chatting, and he's like, "Oh, you know, I've seen you. You're doing some stuff with trading cards, blah blah blah." Yep, we had a talk about it, whatever. It was, this was before the release. It was it was a week before the release of Brilliance. Or no, it, was, it could only have been a few days before the release of Brilliance, actually. Anyway, yep. and I said to him, oh, you know, the, there's this product coming out, whatever. It's going to be really hard to get. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a good thing. And this guy likes to speculate on stuff. He buys fine whiskeys and things like that, like different random sort of stuff, you know. Where's, it, where's, it, where's the story going, James? So where this story is going is that, okay, so he ended up buying Brilliance, saw that it's been a huge success, and all of a sudden he's on the card train, okay? Sends me a message the other day. On Friday, so last Friday, I get a message at 7.30 at night saying, and he could be watching this, uh, saying, what are your thoughts on select draft cards? And this is like full legit my response back. I wrote, for me, they're no good. They are digital prints based on an ordered quantity. And he writes back saying, it seemed odd to me, though. Might be some value in the number one draft pick. I went back to him. I said, I said, potentially, if they perform well or other draft picks outperform, each card could go from being worth $15 to $50. It all depends yeah. on performance, though. Um, but it, it to me, you know, and, and I basically said, I said, but that's the risk you take. It's, it is a very speculative one because if none of those players end up becoming superstars, very rarely would the cards rise above the purchase value because they're not they're ordered to quantity and the quantity is a representation is, is a representation yep. of the demand as opposed to an undersupply yep. on demand um if that makes sense so and, and that's a guy as a, and you know his immediate response to me that was yeah sort of that that makes makes absolute sense in terms of speculation i'd be better off speculating on a different type of card to which i said in my opinion the upside potential of other things, if you're looking from that perspective, is far greater than that. However, you could have a significant change in the hobby where what happens like now, we're seeing a big swing towards draft players and rookie cards and significant mm -hmm. increases in value. So if more and more NBA guys and stuff move across into AFL, 
we'll see the value of those cards increase dramatically. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, it was, you know, probably, um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting story and I guess it's a snapshot showing that people that aren't traditional card collectors are looking at it on a different level, whether they're an investor or they're a flipper or whatever it might be. So, again, I think it just shows that the market's maturing. Yeah. Um, but anyway, look, you know, they needed to do it. As I said, I bought a set, but, um, you know, we've had a few questions about it, but I wouldn't get you being your bonnet about it either way. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a set of cards. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, let's let's move on to a couple of things. First of all, actually, we'll, we touch on this on top of the show. Cherry. Now, I've been doing some fantastic things, um, and we're obviously very fond of the friend, our friends at Cherry there. Blake is doing a 24-hour stream on Saturday night, I believe, and he's raising money for the Salvation Army Wishing Tree, which basically gives, you know, you would have seen them at Kmart stores, and um, they get presents for kids that, you know, their families are in, you know, tough spots and things like that. Um, he's already raised over $9,000. They're, they're trying to do a target of 10000 So I know there's going to be some other breaks listed on the Cherry site. Blake, if you're still around or if Cherry is still around, just more and more going to put the link or pop it into the thread. Um, but I believe we're, well, I mean, you messaged me the other night and said that we're going to be involved. I don't really know a lot about it, but um, we're going to jump on their stream and uh, I guess, you know, have a few laughs. Is that... Yeah, so, uh, That's what's happening. so Blake, uh, yeah, Blake sent me a message saying, um, you know, w- would we be keen to uh, jump on uh, with them for a little bit? To which I replied, yes, we would, without even consulting you. I just said, yes, absolutely. We'd love to support that. A great initiative. Uh, Blake is doing a 24-hour live stream that incorporates all sorts of things, breaks, charity giveaways, a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, they're, they're going to be breaking their first brilliance, their first boxes of brilliance. Awesome. Um, during the night on Saturday. So I am going to be jumping on with Blakey at uh, 9.30 p.m., roughly 9.30 p.m. on Saturday on Cherry's podcast um, as a card authority representative. Uh, Ooh, do us proud. Yeah, do us proud. I don't know what he wants me for. Maybe I can help commentate. Maybe I can run a randomizer for them or something like that. Uh, We'll, uh, we'll see what happens, but then... I'm sure I'm sure you're better to find then, a story then, about yourself that you can tie in yeah. somehow. And then, obviously, I committed to it and I told you afterwards and you're like, mate, I'm not actually available. So, then <laughs> I'm, so I'm sorry to tell you, Jeffries, but I'm deep-ending you and I'm pushing you in for like 8.30 a.m. on that Sunday morning or something like mm. that, uh, a very, very early hour of the morning on Sunday to, uh, to join the action, if you can, of course. Well, I'll definitely be there because I'm always a big supporter of not only Cherry but anything that's going to help out some kids um, have a better Christmas. So, well, I've got a Christmas party Saturday night, so um, should be entertaining viewing. So tune in at 8.30 on Sunday morning and obviously at 9.30 and, and any time throughout the stream. But, um, look, we'll certainly get some details up there on Card Authority or Vibes and um, support Blake and support Cherry. That's really great initiative and, you know, well done, mate. Um, yeah, what I like. Really, 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 really good effort. The Kmart wishing tree is uh, what it's all connected to. I'm pretty sure. It's yeah, so that's it. But we'll those. definitely make sure we share plenty of details, and I'm sure they'll pop up in a chat at some point. But yeah, make sure you get around that. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right. A little bit of fun before we get onto something a bit more serious or a topic that I like. Crystal ball time. Tell me two things you want to see next year in the hobby, and it doesn't necessarily mean. Jack Steele cards that have his sweat on it that you can sniff. I'm more just talking about some things you would like to see 
happen in the community? Um, I would like to see the continuation of the overwhelming positivity, but sense of unity that I feel yep. has really embedded itself in the hobby within a, the Australian marketplace. And I think that that sense of community and understanding that although people are competing as collectors or people could be competing as breakers or resellers or whatever it is, there seems to be this real great synergy and almost harmonious relationship between most and people are really supporting each other and supporting it, what each other are trying to do and helping each other at a collector level and breakers supporting each other and talking about each other and getting involved in each other's opportunities and and the resellers and the big eBay stores and the guys who have the big websites and stuff like that supporting each other. I just feel like with the, you know, with the strength of the market and the, you know, which normally it normally brings in people that want to cut everyone else down. We're actually seeing the opposite of it. And, uh, and it's quite incredible at the moment. So one, that's the first thing I'd really like to see continue. And I certainly want to be a part of, whatever I can do to help to continue to try and push that positive messaging and, and that facilita facilitation of that. And um, the other one I think is I want to see the manufacturers and whether that's the AFL manufacturers, the NBA manufacturers, the cricket manufacturers, whoever it is, I want to see them to continue to outperform in the market and therefore need to hold each other to, to account. And I want to see their competi that, that competitive growth there between them i want i want this to happen because the end result as i was saying earlier is we as the end user and the end consumer of the product whether we're a collector or a reseller or a flipper whatever you want to call it we see the most benefit out of those manufacturers working harder and being innovative and using new technology and being smart and, and smarter with how they do things. So I want to see that continue. I think 2020 has been a huge step in the right direction. Massive, like massive. Hard to hard to even measure how big the step has been. And let's see that as a trend moving forward. Let's see it continue. So that's what I would yep. like to see. Yeah, good call. Good call. Um, well, for me, I guess, yeah, a couple of things. First one is I want people in the community or I hope people in the community are brave to try things like what we've tried with Card Authority. There is plenty of room for all sorts of different things, whether it's a group or a podcast or, a, you know, live meets. Obviously, that's been a bit hard with Corona or card shows or whatever it might be. If you're passionate about this industry, don't be afraid to stick your neck out. Um, you know, be brave, have fun. If you're passionate and you think you can make the community better, give it a crack. And obviously, you know, Jenks and myself, we're, we're certainly happy to help or advise or guide anyone that, you know, might need a little bit of help or, you know, whatever that, you know, certainly not about us at any point. But if someone is thinking about something they want to do and they don't know how to do it or how to um, get around it, you know, certainly reach out. But I would love people to have the confidence to have give a crack to things. And if you can make the community better, that would be great. And then my second thing is obviously unlimited dusty cards. <laughs> I just want dusty cards everywhere. Yeah. Like I actually may send an email to select and ask them if they can just do like a dusty set. 
So something like a highlighter or a rookie set or whatever, and it's just like 24 different <laughs> lifestyle photos of Dusty. Something like that. Every and dusty I, AFL media holds, we want to do a set just of every photo of that. Yeah, yeah. Like it might be him like having a coffee or driving a car or, you know, obviously playing shots, but just give me lots of Dusty. Lots oh, of Dusty cards. Paul, Paul Richardson has uh, just commented that he's got to go. Hopefully you can stick around for a couple more minutes, Paul, because we do actually want to talk about something that is a, a huge passion of yours that's uh, landed on our radar. Well, well let, let's, let, yeah, let's jump straight into that because obviously we're just having a bit of fun there. But, um, yeah, um, obviously cricket. So as everyone knows, I've got cricket sitting here, you know, next to me. Um, the cricket cards have been, you know, come back to life again this year. As, as you've mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the pre-sale level or the wholesale level cards were effectively sold out instantly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're certainly more of an expert about this, and obviously um, Paul Paul knows a lot about it too. But talk to me about cricket cards because it's certainly something I would like to know more about. I'm no expert. I'm absolutely no expert, and I'm certainly well, no you're more of an expert than me. Yeah, but I'm no. I'm not an expert on actual cricket like you are. So, uh, as some people I mentioned the other night on uh, on a break, I think I haven't been to the cricket in many, many years. My only fame to cricket fame is I'm related to Michael Klinger. For those who do follow cricket and know him, and apparently he was a very, very good player. So there you go. But uh, I became intrigued by the cricket card situation because there was a change of manufacturer. And on that basis, there was also a couple of, of people, notable people within the card collecting community that were starting to talk about cricket. So I had a chat with Paul Richardson, who I'm really hoping he's still on deck here. He may not be. But uh, I had a chat with him several weeks ago before the release just to get a bit of an idea of what the sentiment was and, and the vibe of what was taking place. And then we've continued to keep in touch about how the release has progressed over the last few weeks from that pre-sale level. Um, so... Uh, forgive me because this is probably the first time it's forever during the program i'm not just reeling it straight off the top of, out, out of my mouth basically and i have, have actually got some notes in front of me here about cricket i don't want to get it wrong because i think it's really important um yeah shoot hit me, hit me with some, yeah, me with some facts you know cards are unprecedented at the moment and cricket yep. is represented in that as well and what's going on so you're correct. The pre-sale of the product, the demand were, was massive. And uh, my understanding was it pretty much all just sold out at a pre-sale level, which is a first for, for cricket in general, if not a first in, in a decade or something like that. But um, cricket, cricket cards have, have been on the downturn for a number of years, mainly due to the previous manufacturer, which is- But he'll drop back. Oh, here he is. He's uh, back. My yeah, yeah, Jenk, sorry, I'm lost you there for a sec. My apologies. So yep. cricket, cricket's been on, the, uh, on a downturn for the last number of years. And predominantly the, bl the blame, from what I can gather, has been asserted that it's due to the previous manufacturer, which is a company called Tap and Play, who had really right. significant cash flow issues. And as a result of the cash flow issues, they were unable to deliver the product they promised, either on time, within the, the quality, or at all, really. Um, they started off really, really strong in the market, and they built a huge supporter base for cricket cards really quickly. But as time went on, they started taking shortcuts in the production and delivery, and they had delayed releases, and, and they came out basically after the season was over. And as a result of that, the desire for collectors wasn't there because the season had passed, and it meant a, a diminished pricing on the secondary market. The products, were, the, the cards weren't worth as much as what they should have been. Um, everyone then basically 
was wondering, well, what's going to happen next? They've they've gone, you know, and, and effectively they went under. So that they they essentially went under. The company, I believe, lost not only right. lost lost the license, but they actually uh, they actually went went broke basically. Um, so then everyone's been wondering, okay, what's going to happen next? There's that there, you know, as the, there's been a few companies take on cricket since Select relinquished the license many years ago, but no one knew what was going to happen. And then along came TLA. So TLA is connected to Paul Kelly's group of companies. Yep. Uh, not Paul Kelly. Um, no, Paul, Paul Kelly's the singer. Yeah, Paul, Kelly, Paul, Kelly's, Paul Kelly's the singer. We're talking about Craig, 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 Craig Kelly, the Craig Kelly. player. So Craig yeah. Kelly has a diversified group of companies. They manage football players. They manage marketing campaigns. They also own some card licenses. TLA has a really strong following in rugby. They've been hugely successful in rugby, and they use that as a driving force to go and get the, the cricket collectors back on board. Basically, with the confidence behind NRL, which instilled confidence in the company overall, the trust was there, and they managed to get really good buy-in from the key people in the market. I imagine which are the likes of people such as Paul and the people who sit on Paul's collector group on Facebook as well. So Paul does have a cricket uh, buy, swap, and sell, and chat group. Feel free to post yep. up a link in the chat there, Paul, whenever you like, or the details of it. But um, basically, they came out, they announced they were going to put out a really fantastic product, and and that's what they ended up doing. There are foiled case cards numbered to 50, and the feedback is they look sensational, sensational and have been really highly sought after as a subset. There are silver cards, which is effectively like a parallel set, um, and they're like, they are a parallel set of rainbows, and people are now looking at the context of how they collect international cards and looking at doing rainbow sets. That's been a success as a subset. The cards, though, that are most being talked about are these things called the Ruby Mojo cards, which are numbered to only 40. And there's also signature cards, which are two per case, so one in five boxes. I believe the cases are only 10 box cases, not 12 box. So, yeah, okay. so, so that's the situation there. So you get two cases. So although people may not get an auto per box, they're still paying, they're, they're not paying the price they would for other types of product at $250 to $400 a box or where it's been previously at that price point, they're paying now $105 to $140 a box. But as you'll see, each box is actually really stacked with inserts. So they've applied the smart, the smart play of a smart industry operator and a smart manufacturer to both create higher quality cards, use a, a company that obviously has market confidence, but also get the numbering and everything right as well to give them a perceived and secondary market value. Um, they did like a first of the line product, which was called the priority product, and it was the first 40 cases of release. And those boxes, yep. those boxes contained a variation version of the street art and young guns uh, inserts. Um, there won't be a black street art or a white young gun in a priority box, which are, which are those subsets, um, and they're directly replaced by these variations. So very much in line with what Panini does on that level. So um, yeah, all in all, from what I can gather, the sentiment's been really, really positive with it. Uh, the engagement level in cricket cards in 2020, it's its not just big because the market's grown overall, it's outperforming the participation rate of the market as, as, a, as, a, as a niche, as a genre, I suppose. So I'm keeping my eyes on it at the moment. So I'm very, I have not put any money into it at a sealed level or a single level. I'm not collecting it and I'm not speculating on it. I am very much watching it at the moment um, to see what continues to happen over the next couple of weeks. And I, I'm, yeah, I might pull the trigger on some of it. We'll see what happens.
Yeah, well, look, obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm a big cricket buff, but I've sort of obviously been pretty distracted with doing AFL stuff. But I think I mentioned to you a couple of days ago that, geez, why don't we get a bottle of red and grab a case and crack some of these open or yeah. maybe do some breaks with it or something like that. So um, it sounds like from the few things that I've, I've heard you just talk about then and I saw in some of your notes before the show, it looks like they've done a proper job at doing a collation that there's actually thought about inserts and numbering and things like that, whereas in the past perhaps that might have been a little bit slapdash. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's the first TLA's first crack at it. Um, I'm sure there is going to be huge progress in cricket cards moving forward. And, um, yeah, I mean, AFL's gone crazy. There's no re- And so is NRL for that matter. There's no reason why cricket won't continue either. Yeah. Um, obviously, Paul, we've put your group up on the screen, Cricket Trading Cards and Memorabilia Australia. Make sure you go and check that out if you're interested in cricket cards or you just want to, you know, go and hang out another group of cricket nuts. That's fine. Um, yeah, sounds really fascinating and certainly a little bit of a watch this space, as you certainly said. Yeah. You just mentioned NRL and I think that's probably probably something we should actually touch on as well here is yeah, I think the AFL community is very dedicated to AFL and certainly myself. So we may not realise the scale that NRL has climbed to. NRL is big, mate. NRL like cards are serious. Yeah, like yeah. Serious, they've had a good year. Serious stuff right there. Um, I know a few collectors, but I also know some of the big, big resellers who are within our broad community and our card authority community as well. And I remember even six months ago, I was having having a random. Uh, a random chat because I wanted to, to basically find out more about NRL at the time. And I, I spoke to Anthony Trigger, who's got APT collectibles and AP Trigger on eBay. And he, I noticed he was moving a ton of NRL stock. And this yep. is at, at the time of like prestige, basically where prestige was super hot. So I went to him and I was like, Oh, you know, obviously AFL has been really strong. How's NRL been this year? And he was just like, mate, like people, who collect AFL don't realise like how big NRL cards have always been, but how they eclipsed everything this year as well. So I need to do more research on it and I certainly can't speak too much to it because I don't know enough about their cards, but I know it is just, it's kicking goals as a genre of cards, like massively kicking goals. Um, So big one for NRL. And oh, there you go. So they got cards numbered to five. See, to me, Pete, uh, Pete Buckle just said that. I, I, I don't. Yeah. To me, I don't support something like that for AFL cards. I really do believe going below twenty or twenty-five in numbering is massively detrimental to the AFL collectors market, and that is something that could seriously impact the AFL collectors market because you start to make things completely unattainable in a hobby that's team collective. Presumably NRL is maybe not as much team-based and more player-based like other international mm. sports. So I'm assuming that's the case. Um, and also, AJ, I'm sorry, because I know you want to move on to other things, but someone commented right. before about F- the Formula One cards. Oh, they, they are sick. I, yeah. don't know, I don't know a huge amount. I don't know much about them. The and I haven't pa- done the patches. I haven't done my research. I've I've just seen some of the photos that have been posted. I know Sean Lappin over at Fast Breaks. Yeah, Um, yeah. Sean posted a couple of photos, and I think those guys are going to be breaking that product as well. Wow, that shit looks amazing. Amazing. And everyone knows how big motorsport is. Couple motorsport with the fact that people are, are, are on trading cards and in the spotlight. That could be serious. That could be a huge breakout there. Huge breakout on F1. 
like what's happening with Stockard and stuff like that as well, yeah. And, and, and it's funny, like while we're talking about some other breakout cards, I was about a week or so ago, I was down at EJ Cards catching up with Jules and Matus down there and um, they, were, they asked me a question. They said, what do you think is the third biggest card that's been booming over the last couple of months, not counting AFL and NBA? And I mean, I'm like, what? NFL, whatever, and they're like, no, you won't believe this, UFC. 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 Oh, my God. They said it is going bananas. It's just scratching the surface. I'm telling you, 2021, UFC. UFC is so, like, underrepresented as a sport in terms of the scale of the fan base of UFC. And once again, you start to couple it with trading cards and the fact that cards are viewed as memorabilia now, and you've got great SIGs and great high quality product, I'm I'm super bullish on that on on UFC. I think that that is a a monster come just coming out of the shadows. To be honest, yeah, 2021. Yeah, and so obviously, yeah, there's going to be you know we could sit here and talk for hours as we could every week, but um, if you're a UFC fan or an, or a UFC collector or an F1 collector, and you know you probably know a shitload more than us about this stuff. Reach out. We uh, we definitely want to talk to uh, these other guys to help not only educate well, myself and you know Jenks as well, but help educate our viewers. Um, so yeah, make sure you um yeah reach out. We would love to talk to you guys about some other sports next year. Obviously, AFL we can talk about pretty easily. Um, yeah, Jenky says bye. Well, bye, bye, bye. I've stuffed myself here, yeah, Bodie, because I should have waited until the products actually got released so I could get some before I just jacked up the price on myself. Yeah, that was, uh, probably probably the wrong move. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, lots of exciting things to talk about next year, and look, we will certainly come back to that. But look, Jenks, the reason why everyone has been watching, and I know you think it's all about you, but we all know that they're here for the one and only unicorn hunting. So we've had a couple of weeks off unicorn hunting and thank you everyone for your submissions. Obviously we, we haven't been putting any submissions for brilliance up yet because we can't really class that as a unicorn at the moment. Um, there's plenty of cards around <coughs> um, and still boxes to be open next year. I'm sure we will have plenty of unicorns of brilliance. Um, but I was going through the, the hundreds of submissions that we've had and one caught my eye today and it wasn't so much the card, which obviously is a big boy card to collect and we look at all sorts of cards for unicorn hunting. But Lucas reached out to us. He's a big Adelaide collector and he said, AJ, can you see if you can track down for me a Sam Jacobs superstar signature patch booklet? Now, we all know how amazing these supremacy cards are from 2019, number to 25, I believe. Um, they've got a signature, they've got a patch, super exclusive, um, or not exclusive, but super desirable is probably the right word. But Lucas has um, a, a really strong Adelaide set, and it's very much a card that he needs to complete his set, and he is very willing to do what it takes to get this card. And that's what unicorn hunting is about. I had a quick look today in the office and tried to find one somewhere and there isn't any around. I reached out to a couple of guys I know that have got a few of those. But if anyone can help with a 2019 Supremacy Sam Jacobs Superstar Signature Patch Booklet, give us a yell. Lucas is ready to fire. 
as always, if, you know, trades need to be done, we might be able to help and facilitate. We're not paying for it. Hey, settle down. We're not paying for it. But if there's cards that need to be woven into it or something like that, um, give us a yell. Um, we will certainly try to make someone's dream come true and complete a set because that's what unicorn hunting is all about. Um, saying that Lucas is very realistic about what those cards are, are going for if they do ever pop up on the market as well. Absolutely. So, um, yep. Someone does have one out there. There is absolutely a trade or a sale that can be done here for a unicorn to be acquired by Lucas. Yeah, absolutely. He's very realistic about it. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, that's a great thing as well. So uh, back to you, AJ. Yeah, so and that's absolutely spot on. So, um, yeah, Lucas has just popped up. So, yeah, Lucas, hopefully someone can out there can help. And obviously plenty of people will watch this over the next couple of days or listen to it. So just in case you didn't catch it, it's 2019 Supremacy. We all know what Supremacy is. Sam Jacobs, Superstar Patch, Superstar Signature Patch booklet. Um, it's a beautiful white booklet. It's a fantastic card. Um, if you can help us out, let us know. Get in touch with Lucas or get in touch with us. We'll certainly see if we can uh, bring Christmas a little bit earlier for Lucas. Um, but as always with unicorns, make sure you head to the cardauthority.com.au website. You can view all live unicorns there currently. I will get Lucas's up tonight or tomorrow. You can see the unicorns we've already caught, um, and you can also submit any requests for unicorns that we will certainly have a look at. Um, and Blake's saying he's going to give a little bit of a shout-out for it to a cherry. So thank you, Blake. We really appreciate that. Obviously, the Cherry Network is huge for cards. I'm so sorry to cut you off here, and I always do it to you. What, but, again? But, but this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. that is the sense of community and people being able to actually work together and do things for a common cause to achieve results for someone else in the hobby. Half the people out there look at it and go, oh, you know, AJ and AJ, they do things that could be competing with Cherry and they do, you know, they're involved in breaks and Cherry. But look at this, like this is the reality of what makes an amazing community for trading cards and it's what ultimately is going to lead for much better results and better things for everyone involved. And good on you, Blake. Like seriously, it's, it's something that you don't have to do and the fact that you're even sitting here listening and, and watching our podcast but you're prepared to also support another viewer uh, that's involved in here across the 20,000 person network that you guys have that's much bigger than ours is it's a testament to the state of the hobby right now and what's going on in cards and that that is seriously that's my number one crystal ball thing i want to see continue next year let's uh let's let's do what we can as a community to keep the dream alive Absolutely. So, yeah, make sure you check out cardauthority.com.au. If you can help us out, let you know, get your own unicorns in, and we'll certainly hunt them down next year. Jenks, um, just being a little bit self-indulgent here, I just want to thank everyone for the support this year. Um, obviously, I've been well and truly embraced in the community. Obviously, you and I have spent a lot of time over the last, well, pretty much this year, talking about all sorts of things regarding cards. But thank you to everyone for the support and the comments and the feedback and generally the goodwill has been brilliant. And obviously, thank you to you too for your support and your mentorship and um, obviously the lots of laughs that we have when we're doing this, you know, every couple of weeks on the show. Um, we will be taking a couple of weeks break over Christmas as people start going away and, you know, you're probably sick of hearing us, you know, you want a bit of a break. Um, but... Yeah, thank you again, mate. Thank you to all the listeners. And, um, you know, for me, I really can't wait to be back 
back on your screens again next year doing more card authority amongst all sorts of things we've got up our sleeve it's been it's been a blast and thank you so much to everyone and you know so, so everyone knows like this literally formed out of a little conversation i don't know if we talked about it in episode one we probably did we threw around the idea that something cool that was missing was a podcast of some sort so much discussion taking place and we said you know what why don't we just try it out and if we got 30 40 50 people on board that would be like a sign that there's people that care and that, that we're providing also an opportunity for other people to engage in conversation. And the next thing you know, it just exceeded all expectations in the first episode and then the second episode. And I don't, I'm not sure that people actually realize like how far this is starting to go now and where it's taking our community. And I, I think it's just, it's so amazing. And thank you guys so much for the support and can't wait to be back early in the new year and uh, signing off. For 2020, aka the year of the corona, AJ and AJ, Card Authority Australia. Goodbye.